0: Hello, this is Darren Pulsifer, Chief Solution Architect of Public Sector at Intel, and welcome to Embracing Digital Transformation, where we investigate effective change leveraging people, process, and technology. On today's episode, we're going to talk about securing your home office with federal CTO Steve Oren. Now, one thing, one thing we've talked about, and you helped me out with it. I appreciated it so much. We want to talk about it in the podcast, and that is, how do I secure my home office? So, let's go through it. Let's take a look at, all right, what can you do to secure your router, to secure your machines at home? Because everyone has this now. So, Steve, we are, we are come to the wise oracle of Steve Around securing your home, so you better do a bang up job here and help help me out.
1: Uh, thank you, thank you. Um, let's start on the system itself, and this is both your your laptops, your your tablets, your phones, all of the internet connected devices that you have within your house. Update them. Download the patches every time that they're updated. That you've got the notifications. Both the apps that are running on them, as well as the operating system or the core system, don't wait. So oh, I don't. I don't system, just hit postpone.
0: Indefinitely?
1: Never, but that pops especially up. now. All right, gotcha. All right, same thing with your, with your, uh, with your endpoint security agents. Whether you're using an antivirus or another kind of tool, a local firewall, make sure they're up to date and run regular scans. And one thing I think a lot of people don't, don't get is they have it set up by default to scan at 2 a.m. Great, that's if you left your system on. Many laptops you shut down and then they never get scanned because you never are actually have it on at 2 a.m. So one thing you must do is make sure you're running those regular scans when this, and, and if you're gonna set up for a scheduled event, make sure the system's on. Make sure you've deployed endpoint security to all of your devices. People are commonly used to doing security on their laptops and desktops. They have you know, an antivirus, they have a firewall. Not as many people have those kind of security things for their, you know, their phones and their tablets. The software exists, many of them are free, and they actually help protect you so download them and enable them make sure to turn on your local firewall and enable the routers firewall so you're in your router today there is basic firewall settings they're basic settings that you could turn on and get some immediate protection making sure that you have proper security set on to your wi-fi which we'll get into much more detail but one thing i want to highlight is something that most people don't even think about and it is actually something that is one of the major steps you could do to reduce your overall risk while surfing on the internet. And it's around reducing your runtime surface area of attack. And this is gonna go against how people think, but close the apps that aren't in use. If you're running a thousand apps, every one of those is an attack point. And one of the key things people don't understand is that I can use one app to attack another. When you're in your browser and you're doing one function, don't be doing 20 things at the same time. Log out and close secure sessions before checking email or browsing. So if you're doing some banking, you're doing your VDI, when you're done, close it. Log out, close the browser, restart it, and then go do surfing or checking your, your email on, on, a, on a, you know, like your Gmail account or your or whatever. Don't do them at the same time. Don't be doing two different applica- applications and the browser at the same time because there is a context sharing that goes on. And while the browsers have done amazing work to try to secure themselves every day, we see new examples of cross-domain and cross-site attacks. And so by just closing your browser down, logging out of secure sessions, and not doing simultaneous activities of different types, you could actually reduce your overall threat significantly because ultimately they're going to come into that same vehicle. They're going to get you to click on a link. And they're going to try to get you to run malicious code or to run a script in that browser. And if there's nothing there for them to attack, it's going to limit the exposure. And so that is one best practice that doesn't take a whole lot of energy that can actually really increase the overall security of your environment as you're, as you're browsing and checking email.
0: Well, you say it doesn't take a lot of energy. Your kids aren't on the internet yet, Steve,
1: right? Yet.
0: <laughs> yet. So I got teenagers at home. There's like 50 tabs open in Chrome. And yeah, it's, yeah, the, you say that's easy. That's going to be a lot harder for us to have kids. Um, but education, maybe maybe I'll have you talk to them and you can scare them really bad on how evil the internet is. Uh, we'll have to have you come
1: visit, Steve. But you know, there's a really good website that everyone should go take a look at. It's called stopthinkconnect.org. That's S-T-O-P-T-H-I-N-K-C-O-N-N-E-C-T. So it's spelled exactly that, stopthinkconnect.org. And it's a really good educational site to help uh, both young and old understand about how best to browse in a secure fashion.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll point them to that. I'll make them go through that.
1: Yeah. All right. The other now side of the about, story.
0: Yeah. But let's talk about modem yeah. now. Let's talk about our Wi-Fi and
1: all that. Yeah. So the Wi-Fi modem router security tip, there, there's a, a variety of things that we need to do here. It starts with whatever device you have came to you with a default password. Change it immediately and make it good. Make it number, you know, as, as many characters as you're willing to do, but a minimum of eight to 10 use different characters. So upper lower case, numbers and special characters. It so is, password, and
0: password's not a good password.
1: Password's not your password and password one, two, three, isn't your password. Got it. Change those default passwords immediately. When, you have, when, when your ISP, your local ISP gave you a default web portal to manage your device, it also has a default password. Make it a unique password. Where you can use two-factor authentication, whether it be with the, the SMS-based or one of the more advanced ones from Microsoft, Google, Duo, what have you. Here's a nice little thing that, again, it doesn't take a lot of work. Your devices came with a default Uh, SSID or network name. Change it because someone who's doing Drive My World is looking for SSIDs that they can recognize. Oh, that's a Verizon router. Oh, that's an AT&T router. I know how to attack that or I know what the password default passwords are. Changing the SSID makes it adds one level of step of obfuscation to your network infrastructure. And don't give away your Wi-Fi to everybody. I mean, obviously your kids are going to need it to connect, but sometimes you can just connect it for them. Don't publicize your Wi-Fi network password to anyone who's coming to every you know, because that's something that oftentimes you don't change that often. It'd be great if you did, but you don't need to give it away. Sometimes you can take the device and type it in, and then let them connect. Make sure you enable automatic updates for your routers and modems. Again, it's not something that's intuitive to people, but just like your laptop needs to be updated, so does your router and modem. And turn on WPT, WPA. Make sure that you're using the the, the wireless uh, encryption capabilities. Enable the network address translation features. Turn on the DNS filter These are all features that are there in your modem and router that you just go to the admin portal and they're actually they've done a really good job of making it easy to find these these features and flipping the switch. Some of them, some of the more advanced ones, will come with this stuff default on, but if it isn't, you should turn them on. Where possible, disable uh, UPnP. Or if you need to use it, use it and then turn it off again. Same thing with WPS. Use it to connect the devices, then turn, disable it. And so these are some things you can do to help protect your local environment from remote and even close-by attacks. Because we all have heard of somebody borrowing uh, Wi-Fi from their neighbor. These kind of techniques will help prevent your neighbor. Because when they do that, they're not, you're not exposing just your network, but your enterprise network to not only the insecurity of your environment, but the insecurity of your neighbor's environment as well.
0: Uh, this, is, this is great, great information, Steve. Um, for those of you Thank that you. are listening to the podcast, you can go out and find um, all this information on our blog. Check it out on embracingdigital.com. Thanks for listening to Embracing Digital Transformation today. If you liked our episode, go ahead and give us five stars on your favorite podcast or video streaming site. You can also find out more on embracingdigital.com. Until next time, keep moving forward and embrace the digital revolution.